0: guys thanks for listening to seven figure fitness business today i'm here with iggy but also ash burley from pt distinction and ash is going to be having a chat with us very much about the delivery system aspect of your online fitness business ash how are you going
1: yeah good man really really good it's uh it's getting on over here in the uk but it's uh, i'm good I'm all excited to yeah. be here.
0: <laughs> it was a it was an absolute pain in the ass trying to work out like a, a time between Australia, UK, and US. So I think it's, it's six AM for me. What time is it for you?
1: It's nine PM. Nine PM. I think p. M. you're
0: cruising on like two PM in the middle of the day. So it's, it's like, like right.
1: four. It's like four PM for me. I'm actually that's why yeah, I look so cool. smart and ready.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, yeah, you're. <laughs> I know for those
2: guys who are watching, I'm actually not like. I don't normally. I I didn't dress up like this for Ash. Sorry, Ash. (laughs) Kind of (laughs) excited.
0: We all made a pact
2: before this to wear
0: t-shirts, and then Iggy changed it up at the last minute to make us look bad.
2: Yeah, I was was. filming later today, and I didn't feel like changing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like the first thing I'd like to just start off with is obviously like just in case people don't know what PTD is. You know what what is that, and sort of why was that created, Ash? Just to just to kick things off.
1: In a nutshell, it's an online personal training software. That That's basically what it is. It's a way of delivering online personal training services or online coaching services to your clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of came about because the, uh, the actual owner of PTD uh, is a guy called Tim Say, and uh, he was a PT and a coach. And he moved from the UK to Australia, funnily enough, for a while. And he wanted to be able to deliver services to his, to his coaches. And at the time when he did that, he realized that the stuff that was available and the kind of systems and stuff available were pretty terrible at the time. There wasn't really anything out there that really kind of hit the mark for how he wanted to run his business and deliver his services to his clients back in the UK from Australia. Funnily enough, his brother was a developer. So he went to his brother and said, can we build something just for him? And that's kind of where PTD started from. Uh, it started off as that it was, they built quite a good software. It developed it. He moved back to the UK and he thought, actually, other people can use this. And that's yeah. kind of the whole thing snowballed from there and started from there.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess what are the main problems
1: that it aims to solve for, for personal trainers wanting to go online or do it better? Well, I think one of the, the, the biggest things we tend to see with trainers first start online, they don't have a software like, like PTD, mm-hmm. is that it's, let's say you get loads of leads in, let's say you're good at getting sales in. It's very hard to actually scale uh, an online business if you don't have the systems to deliver on the services that you promised your mm-hmm. clients when they come in. And what PTD allows you to do is it allows you to make the most of those systems. So it allows you to bring on high numbers of clients through and actually have a way to deliver your services to those clients really quickly and efficiently and take advantage of automation where you can. I'm not saying, you, know, I mean, you can quite comfortably run a fully automated program through PTD if you really wanted to. And lots and lots of people do. In fact, we have people set that stuff up all the time. But yeah, what it does allow you to do is build systems and automations for the things that you're constantly repeating over and over and over again. And it's those things that a lot of trainers we tend to find struggle with, like the onboarding processes that they go through, having the same conversations over and over and over again yeah. with people having to send emails out every other day to get them, that that kind of thing. And you know, keeping track of stuff, keeping track of adherence. It solves all those problems because they're all things that you can kind of automate. There are things you can build systems for that can be delivered Literally automatically, and then all you got to do is just check in with your clients to make sure they're on track, keep them motivated, and just you know tweak and adapt stuff for them. And that's pretty much what PTD does,
2: and it does it really, really well. Funny enough, I know for me, when I first got introduced to PTD, you guys were like probably in the earlier stages of like the development, and the design just was not
1: great. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell it was designed by a developer, not a designer, put that way. It wasn't very good, but like the
2: automations and what you could do with it was just like endless. And so for me, when I saw, I was like, "Man, this is exactly what I'm looking for." It just makes life so much easier when you really want to deliver a ton of t- high level touch points to your clients, but you don't want to be manually doing it at scale.
1: No, it, it's crazy sometimes. We we see, uh, you know, we like you guys who work with lots of different trainers and. We get to see their kind of systems and how they want to deliver stuff when they first come to when we first speak to them. And the difference between like all these different things that they want to do. And as soon as you apply PTD to that, it just takes away all these different say these different touch points, these different processes they have to do manually all the time. It just completely removes them. And and people are saving literally hours upon hours a week just by shifting over to PTD. It's crazy the difference when when you start applying those systems and those automations into into their deliverables.
0: So as someone that's that's really not good when it comes to tech, like, you know, part of the intimidation factor with these things is that they can often be really helpful once you've set them up but it's a pain to get it going. Yeah. Like,
1: how techie do you have to be to use a software like this one? So the, there's a couple of things to, to talk about when it comes to software like this. There are multiple softwares out there. Um, some softwares are very, very simple. As in like, you can switch it on, put a client in, everything's kind of there ready for you to go. Now, PTD is a very advanced software. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the equivalent of if anyone here builds websites or anything, it's like you've got Wix and you've got WordPress. WordPress, you can do a lot more with it, but Wix is probably simpler and easier to use. But eventually, mm-hmm. you'll outgrow Wix and you'll want to go for something like WordPress. And it's the same thing with with, with PT software. And with mm-hmm. PTD, it is it can be very simple. But because it does so much, a lot of people will log in for the first time and think, I don't really know what to do here because... Oh, there's this feature, there's that feature, I could do this, I could do that, I could try Mm -hmm. doing this. And I think people overcomplicate stuff too quickly. But realistically, if you just go in there, try not to be like blindsided by all the other cool things it can do. And just click the Add Client button. That's literally all you need to do. (laughs) Click Add Client, and then pull them in, click Send, and then you can kind of learn as you go. It is really quite simple. That said, though, you can do a lot more with it. You know, you can have... Mm -hmm a lot more advanced integrations going off. You can have a lot of advanced automations going off. And you can learn how to do that because it is such yeah. a complex software. We do have a lot of support in place for it. We have loads of free support. We have a what we call the PTD University, which is there to help people run through it all. Uh, I run masterclasses every single week where people can jump on, literally take them through it step by step for the basics right the way through to The advanced stuff you can do, and we even have a service that I head up, which is a done for you service, where we can, if you really can't bother to do it yourself, or you're not sure what you want to do, or you have something specific that you actually want to set up, then you can literally speak to us, we have a chat, and we just go and build it for you and set everything up for you as well. So there's lots of support available for it, but it it can be as simple as just add a client, make some money, and away you go. Yeah. Yeah. The,
2: The funny thing I really like about it is like it's one of those things where it's like you can either cry now. You know, and dive in and start putting in the work to set it up. Or you can cry and weep later <laughs> after yeah. you've outgrown your current model and need and are in a desperate need of doing a transition. Yeah. <laughs> All those <Yeah>. lead <laughs> back to, to to the platform one way or another. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a fair way to look at it is like no one ever wants to do extra work for no reason, but there's a difference between building yourself a bigger hamster wheel and working harder for a period of time knowing that there's an exit that's in the future and I think that's the thing is like if you want to build something it's the same as building a business if you want to have a successful business you don't just magically click your fingers and you're there you have to put in a serious shift to mm-hmm. make sure that happens but then once it's set up you have freedom you can put in staff you can start to move yourself up you know there's all sorts of different possibilities and it sounds it sounds similar to that I guess
1: yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's like anything, if we take what most PTs might do when you deliver something online, you're pretty much just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. And it's just, mm-hmm. it is almost like a constant hustle. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you first start out in any business, as, as we all know, for the first few months, especially maybe the first year you're hustling, you know, you're hustling to get leads and you're hustling to get sales in, you're hustling to deliver those services. And you can constantly do that. But as your business develops you look to try and find new ways of making that a little bit easier for you to do so you can focus on other parts of your business mm. and you know a lot of people focus on systems for sales for bringing leads in but also need to focus on systems for those deliverables and PTD is kind of like that and then sometimes you just have to take that step back put the hours in put the work in, get it set up how you want it and then once you've done that it pays dividends because it just saves you so much time so much money in the future when you have those kind of systems and stuff in place for those for those deliverables. Yeah.
0: As an example to that, I mean what the way that Andrew and I met Iggy, uh, or we all met each other was we're in a in a mastermind together. And at the time, like you know, Andrew was doing marketing really well. I was doing sales really well, but you know, one of the major reasons, I guess, we've all teamed up is that we saw what Iggy was doing with fulfillment and he was just absolutely destroying us. Like his (laughs) re-sign rate was incredible. I think you get like over 75% of you or 70% of members re-signed, right?
2: Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So there's like,
0: there's some crazy numbers. Yeah. You're getting more done in less time. And we just, you know, as much as we were sort of like proud of what we had, I mean, when you look at it, the numbers, we were getting obliterated and it was just, it wasn't even into question who was doing it better and Iggy's using a system like PTD, whereas like me and uh, AG, we have kind of had Kajabi website and we were doing everything very manually. And, you know, it, it's really interesting, the difference as leading someone through it, I guess, in the way that PTD does. It's, you know, those kind of apps are much more professional and and systematic. So it makes it, I guess, I guess you could argue that it makes it feel like the member is actually receiving a much more professional program.
1: Yeah, what 100%. I think, to, to use the Kajabi kind of thing as an example, let's mm-hmm. say if you're going to offer a similar sort of service using uh, Kajabi or something along those lines, where you have almost like a membership site with lots of, lots of content and resources, maybe some downloadable resources they can use. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, you can build successful businesses. Of course, you can doing that. But what you're basically doing is giving people a bunch of information that you are then having to help them deal with. So you can give them videos, you can deal with issues and problems and try and predict them, but there's no real way for them to. Properly checking without you having to do something, you having all these different things going off. Where with the likes of PTD, what you can do is you can build out actual coaching programs in there, things that actually mm-hmm. do start to deliver content over time. That's all specifically put in there to help progress the client to whatever goal they're going for. And you can have away from to check in, away from say yes they've done this, or you give them a lesson. There's something for particular to do. So for example, maybe they're working on it on a habit, and you want to talk about a particular habit you want to do in kajabi you might say okay here's a video talking about habit here's maybe a pdf download you can have but you can check off on your fridge or or whatever you want to do But inside ptd it's like well actually here's your habit we're going to work on every day you check in you get this percentage adherence counter on there that lets the client know and you know how well they're actually doing and also just helps them become more accountable because they don't want to get a bad score on their adherence because they can see it every day, so it just helps with that level of adherence to the program. Helps with that accountability without you having to be there constantly doing it. So your results generally better. People want to get involved more, engage more. And when you get better results, better adherence, and better engagement, you tend to get more long-term clients. Out of it. Yeah, anything you of can gamify that feedback loop for people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, It's perfect point. Just like it is creating that feedback loop.
0: I found with those kind of softwares, like anything that gamifies the process. Really does work extremely well because people don't like to get a a bad score. So yeah, it, it is really really helpful. It, yeah, I wanted to kind of like ask you something because I still remember this. This something that you said about over a year ago now, and I still bring it up in in sales calls all the time. You know, our made, well, I guess the major competitor of PTD seems like it's Trainerize, and often people say, "Look, I'm using Trainerize. Do I need to swap?" And I remember I asked Iggy this one time, and he just kind of got this cheeky grin on his face, and he said. They don't have to swap, but trust me, dude, when they see what I've done with PTD, they'll want to. And I was like, all right. So every time I say that to people, it's just like, hey, you can stay using what you're using and that's fine. But you know, it kind of makes me wonder, Iggy, what is it that you've done with PTD that you think is so much better than say other softwares? How, how I do you I, use it?
2: The thing I really appreciate about it is the fact that you can get really creative in what you're delivering mm-hmm. to your clients. For me, my background was, I did a lot of like relationship counseling. I did a lot of mentoring, a lot of leadership development, a lot of personal development. And I would grow like nonprofit organizations where people volunteer their time, right? So in order to get people who are volunteering their time to do things, you have to be a master of human behavior and be able to like manipulate people emotionally and psychologically to get them to do things and plant those seeds. Right. And so like with trainerize is that when I was going in, I was like, man, there's just so many things I'm not able to do that. I know I need to have in my program to get people to actually do the things that they need to do without me having to hold their hands. Right. And that's where PTD comes in, where it's like those different psychological hooks, those different touch points, those different like check ins. And like I can strategically build it out in a way where I know when somebody comes in. And I get that emotional anchor, it's going to be hooking them from like day to day, week to week. Uh, and it's done in, in a very systematic way. No other software would allow me to do that. Even though a lot of there's a lot of great softwares out there, but just not being able to actually put my mind into things that I know is going to get people to do what I need them to do. Not being able to weave that throughout the platform is like a huge limiter for everything else that I was looking at. I
1: think that's the so- big thing with. PTD compared to other softwares, it allows you to be very client specific and client focused, Mm. where or even results focused. Other softwares don't. It's more like you can do this, this, and this, and that. That's it. These are your features. These are what you can work with. With PT, you can almost do pretty much whatever you want with it. So it allows you. I mean, I mentioned there how we've helped set things up for. We generally work with fitness coaches, and that's what PT is built for. We have literally built PT up for for dog trainers before and for climbers before. So it's that much of a flexible software. You don't even have to be a PT in order to use it to deliver similar services. So like not very often that happens, but it has happened before.
2: <laughs> yeah, that no, makes sense. So actually, I mean, you get the benefits of being able to like work with so many different fitness businesses, gym owners and things like that. Like being able to like work with them on an intimate level where you can look at their back end. Mm-hmm. for you. What are some of the things that you've seen, even in terms of like mindset and maybe even structure, some of the differences that you've seen between you know, those who are like beginners and those who are like doing a really, running a really high, high-performing high operation?
1: I think there's actually some key things and there's a, a there's a consistency across the different levels of, of businesses that we work with, which I always found quite interesting. As you know, I'm a bit of a data geek. Like I love looking at data. Like we use it for, for everything. And we've definitely seen some patterns across the different type of businesses we work with. And the context you know, a lot of our clients that come along, they're generally new to PT and online or coaching online, and they might be doing somewhere between three to ten thousand a month. That, that kind of figure—that's where the majority are. But we also work with people that do ten to 50 to hundred thousand a month, and some are a lot, lot more than that as well. Especially if you're working with gyms, you know, bigger gym chains and and things like that. And we get one of the things I get to when I speak to the people that run these businesses who want us to go and set stuff up, help set these performance systems up inside PTD. I get to find out a lot about them, what they do and what elements inside their business they, they tend to focus on. And there's definitely, I said there's definitely patterns inside there. And I think one of the things I tend to notice is there's these different levels that you have to have different things you have to look at inside your business. Like you always have to make sure that you've got the right mindset for something then you kind of have to focus on the sales. Then they have a focus on uh, the product and then the lead generation. And then they start looking at kind of like the finances. These are the kind of main areas that they all seem to focus on. And as the business is kind of progressing in revenue, you can see how their focuses shift on those different levels. So when people tend to start out in, in their business, when we work with clients who may be doing like three, 4,000 a month to start off with, but they're in a position where they start to grow. The thing they tend to focus their energy on the most seems to be mindset. Now, whenever I talk to them, they're like, "Well, I'm not really bothered too much about how you want to make this work. Let's just get it out there. Let's just do it." They're in such a, a right frame of mind that they're, you know, they haven't got any ego about I have to do this particular thing or I have to do that or I'm worried about what someone else is saying. They just literally get stuff done and want to get it out there, and they've got a really good positioning. And those are the people we tend to see grow straight away. And then they start focusing more on sales. After that, we're talking here about the product and fulfillment. But the ones that become more successful, that the the low end start offering, and start growing. It's mindset, and then then they literally all focus on the sales. They're like, I'll just go and sell it. Ash just put something together for the time being. Let's just sell some things. Let's get some people inside it, and then we'll tweak and adapt and adjust the product once we've got people inside. And again, I think that's the next step of it. I think once they have got their sales kind of mastered, they've got people coming in, they're going to these systems that we've we've set up for them. And then we get feedback from them and their clients and then we start tweaking and adapting that product. And at that point, because they've kind of gone through these steps, you know, they focus on their approach to it, their mindset, if you like. They focus on just getting those sales in. Then we've got that feedback we can now build a better product. And I'm saying product there because that's something I tend to notice as well. The businesses that tend to hover around the 10 to 15,000, maybe 30,000 a month mark, only tend to really focus on one product. And I think... I see that a lot with a lot of businesses. When we first meet them, they say, "I want to do this, this, and this. I want to offer this version, that version, all these different things." But the ones that are really successful, the ones that grow quite quickly, are the ones that have one main offer, one main product that they go out there and sell and run. And I think that's probably the biggest difference I see between a business that's maybe just going to hover around the five to ten thousand a month to the ones that are actually going to push past that. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Is Headspace is right. They focus on getting the sales in. Once they get some sales in, they get feedback from the clients and they build their products around the clients that they've got. And then they focus on one product and one offer. I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing we tend to see at that level anyway.
2: And I think that's really interesting, even as you're sharing it now. It's one of those things that we teach some of the clients that we work with as well. It's like you gotta be willing to just kind of take imperfect action. Right. And those who are doing really well. And it's kind of funny, even as you were saying that, like, that's exactly like kind of the progression, right? When you're starting out, you have to have a mindset where it's like, you got to be willing to put something that's imperfect out there, knowing that you're going to have to learn as you go. Right. And that's really the best. So it's just get started, dive in, start implementing, taking massive action. And then once you kind of like start building momentum, then you need to start getting, getting good at selling and enrolling people into, into the program. And the funny thing is that as you start to grow, you start to realize you need less and less and less, right? You need <laughs> less options. <laughs> you need less variables. You need less, less, less of everything so that you can really streamline the back end. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun. Like Even all the different businesses that are, that are killing it, that we, that, that we're a part of, it's just really one, one main offer. Everything is built to, to deliver results for one person, right? And when you're starting out, you're thinking, oh, I want to be able to help people lose weight, build muscle, do X, Y, and Z, all these different things. And then the reality of, of business starts to sets in. When you start to see success, you're like, wow, I can't have that many options. I actually just need to focus on one.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like when you go to a, a restaurant, isn't it? You can either go to the restaurant that does everything, that charges whatever for it, or you can go to the Mission Star restaurant that has like five items on the menu like yep. high quality it's a high quality thing with a, a much better price point for you for your business yeah it's the same in every every business you go to i mean just look at apple look at like all these couple of businesses like they all work on the idea one core main offer to start with and then one main product they focus on and then they start growing it's not until really like it's not really until we see businesses doing maybe businesses that do like hundred thousand plus a month they might have what well, i call it the range they still have one main offer they still have one main product, but the range might change slightly. Like they might have other things out there. But generally speaking, this, this range of products are there to serve their main offer. It's normally like, and um, they might call it like a tripwire offer or something like that, or something just a low-priced, like low-hanging fruit to bring them in. But they don't even touch that stuff until they're doing, I don't know, like maybe 50, 60, 70,000 a month sometimes. like They focus just on that main offer. And that's something we see quite a lot. So I think for a lot of trainers, make, I'm guessing a lot of trainers, Listen to this. People listening to this might be around, you know, not at that point yet. And if they're if they, if you're out there thinking that I need to offer this, this, and this, like don't. We we see success all the time. One main offer, one main product, and I think how you mentioned Eriggy about how you know keeping that focus across. It's important on everything. It's important from how you generate your leads. It's important on how you how you do your sales processes, but your deliverables in your system. If you know who your client is. Like you really have that narrowed down. Everything about that program that you're offering becomes so much easier for you as a coach and it's better for your clients. And I think that's one of the things we can do with with PTD. We can, like we talked about earlier, we can make it client focused and make it results driven for that particular client. Because really you should know Every client, if you're doing this right, every client that goes into your program is probably starting roughly around the same place. Yeah. And by the by the time they're done, they're probably going to finish around the same place because the end of the day, that's the problem you're solving for them, isn't it? And if you know that, you can build a program around that. And that allows you to make sure that your deliverables are going out in the right order, in the right way, with the right progressions, with the right check-ins, uh, with the right feedback from them in order to help them progress that program. And the more you understand that, the less you have to do as a coach, the less you have to change and adapt and those programs it just becomes a lot easier The more automation you can have inside it and that's something we notice as well i think as businesses start to as they start to grow and as they start we start to work with businesses maybe around the 25 30 40,000 pound mark right yeah. like their deliverables their fulfillment is so dialed in in their programs that when we speak to them they're like we need this to happen we need this to happen and when we're speaking to them we talk about like "Well, what would what happens at this point like we have clients sometimes will say, okay, in week three, we need to include this here because we know at week three, adherence is going to drop. So we need to put this in here to talk about this because we know these are the problems they have. This is why their adherence is dropping. So let's just put a video inside there. And that one move just increases adherence by like tenfold because yeah. they know their clients and know the process they're going through. I think it's such a key part of all of it you know, from start to finish. And it really
2: kind of boils down to knowing who it is that you're serving, right? Everyone who is doing really, really well, especially in this space, knows their avatar really well. And they're unapologetic about only being able to serve one type of person, mm-hmm. right? Now it might seem like too narrow, but it's like, if you design your product and you're able to d- really tailor the experience to please one type of person, the beautiful thing about it is there's millions of people that kind of fit that general mold, right? And because now you're able to th- speak this language for this specific type of person and i can build out this incredible system yeah as they're going through it they're like wow like i really feel like this this is for me right and they're like they're like oh my gosh like this is almost like tailor tailor-made for me and it, and it is <laughs> right it was tailor-made for this specific yeah. type of problem <laughs> um, and
1: anyone who has it is able to go through it and have a, an incredible
2: experience
1: yeah 100 i think the, the cool thing about that as well, once, once you actually do that and you have that, you, you start building up um, almost like a community around it and those people will start talking to other people because like-minded people attract like-minded people, don't they? like If they've got some problems and issues, they'll be in the same kind of circles and they will start talking to others. And the best thing you can do around that, and this is kind of, I suppose, the next step that we tend to see as, as businesses are kind of moving up the scale in terms of monthly income, is because they now have such a, a good idea of who they're working with. It allows them to really build, uh, I'm going to say that, like build a brand around it. And when yeah. I say brand, I don't just mean like, a lot of people When people say branding, they talk about logos and all that kind of stuff. I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like the the, the the ethos behind it, like, or the purpose of it, that, that kind of thing. And it allows you to build this this brand around it. And you get these these kind of followers and these champions around your business that will literally shout from the rooftops about you. And your job just becomes a lot easier, I think, across yeah. the board when they do that.
0: It's it's really all tied in because, you know, like I think if if you are known for one thing, you're always going to get more traction. You're going to be known for standing for something against something that's going to make your marketing easier. And like we've found in the program, everyone's using the same, everyone's driving the same vehicle. We're giving all the systems, all the SOPs, right? So It makes sense that everyone should get the same results, Mm -hmm. but some people just launch immediately so successfully and others have a bit of a slower path and it's always the same thing. It's brand. And if your brand Mm -hmm. is muddled and it's sort of convoluted, people aren't going to get the same results. So we have gotten really, really strict with helping people narrow that down. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to make it easier to sell because it's a lot more complicated selling like five or six different products. You know, or five or six different different things that you have, and then also makes the delivery easier as well. So Mm. it kind of all feeds in. You know, having simplicity in this Mm. it does make all three of those major departments much more
1: easy to run. Yeah, one hundred percent,
0: one hundred percent. I want to ask. This comes up a lot for me as well. So you know, when I speak to somebody and they say, "All right, I've got an idea." I've done it. I've made the best app ever. I spent 10K with developers and I've got it. I'm going to change the industry. This thing is going to revolutionize the market. And I'm always thinking they just wasted $10,000. But yeah, I I'm going to say, maybe, yeah, maybe, I mean, a
1: great app for 10K. <laughs> I'll tell you that now.
0: Maybe, maybe I'm being cynical. But I mean, like, what do you say to like people who are doing that? And I mean, how, like, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, the first thing is, is don't do that. <laughs> just, just mainly because... <laughs> To build an app is hard. It it really is hard and there's so much that goes into it. There's so much money and time and development that goes, goes into building an app. What most people do when they build apps for the first, these these kind of 10K apps you're talking about, we get to see them a lot. Uh, in fact, we have people that have done that come to us and then we basically take what they've done and rebuild it and make it better inside PTD. Yeah. And the problem they have is most of those are what are basically just kind of what you've done with Kajabi. It would be a lot cheaper yeah. to do exactly the same thing in Kajabi and just open it up on a yeah. mobile or just get a container app for it. it. would have cost you a lot less money to do that. With the likes of the PTD or even Trainerize or TrueCoach or all those other software out that's out there, is they've spent years with big teams of developers and literally hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. to build these apps up. And these are ways way that can be, and it's it's done by people that literally know what they're doing, not just developers, but trainers and PTs. And if we take PTD d for example, we're constantly looking for feedback from our clients and trainers. And we, we do that in two ways. We do it through the Facebook group. We speak to people. We're asking trainers all the time. We also actually, the, the company we is, that's used to develop the app is actually one that's, actually based in Australia, funnily enough, uh, based over in Australia. And um, they focus on like sports apps and coaching apps anyway, but they're a huge, huge company. They've got a wealth of experience in there as well. But also we do it from the work that we do over at PTD Ninja because we can see what's happening inside. there. We're almost like the frontline people because we work with so many different coaches setting these things up and getting that data and getting that feedback. We get to see what's needed and what's necessarily not needed. And there's no real way someone spending 10, 15, 20, even 30 grand on an app with just something that's inside their head can take that wealth of experience and build something that's been invested so much money and so much experience and so much time into it and has then been yeah. developed over a number of years based on mm-hmm. feedback from other people in the same situations then. Like, it's just not going to happen. So you're generally going to be better off looking at using a pre-established app. Yeah. There are the other occasions where you might not, but 90% of the time if you want a good coaching program, you're probably better off using the, an already established app. To that.
0: Just from a financial standpoint, I mean, a lot of these people, I mean, I assume they want to have like a business that's probably doing sort of multiple hundred thousands of dollars a year. But I mean, at that stage, the benefit of having your own app, even then, like, I mean... How much how much how, how long does ten thousand dollars get you a membership to PTD for? You know what I mean? So it costs it's, a long like, time. You don't, you don't have to <laughs> it's <just> like, rhetorical <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm gonna do that to you. Um, you know, like obviously, a huge amount of the money that goes into making these apps, it's RD. And I mean, the best way to make shit better is to mess it up, right? So, you know, you launch a program. I mean, with our sales script, that thing was okay at the start. We we're probably converting at 60%, and then we fixed it, and then we fixed it, and then we fixed it, and, fixed it. and like the thing is, like, why would you go through that process unless you have these grand visions of taking over the market and being the biggest app? It just kind of seems like there's not much
2: point. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. it's one of those things where it's like, for me, it's like, why go through the trouble of reinventing the wheel? Because it's funny enough, I was going to go down that path of trying to figure out how to create my own thing. Of course you were. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, man, like... I'm sure I'm not the only person who who has these problems or who wants to do this with my program. Right. So I almost signed up to work with this guy to start building out and framing out like what I would want it to look like. And then I stumbled across PTD and I was like, all right, somebody already created a solution. Great. Now I don't have to. (laughs) Let me just figure out how to how to make it work for what I'm looking to do. Right. It's it's such a big distraction trying to create your own solution for something when you can just kind of go on the Internet and see if you can find somebody that's already created a solution and then leverage that so that you can make progress even even faster.
1: I mean, it's just it's a tool at the end of the day, isn't it? Like if you're going to build a house, you wouldn't go out there and build your own hammer from scratch and your own screwdriver, your own drill from scratch. You go and get tools that you know already do the job well that you can adapt and adjust for your purpose and then use it to create whatever you want to create at the end of it. And that's all these things are like these, you know, the software is a tool, P2D is a tool for your business. Uh, and it's just making sure you know how to use it properly, and use it efficiently. Um, but that is yeah. what it comes down to really. You wouldn't make your own tools from scratch. So why do the same here?
0: On that point then, in terms of the usage of it, you know, Iggy, I don't have to feign ignorance here. I don't know the answer to this. So like, how easy is it to set up templated versions, right? So when people come into our program, Iggy, are you able to give them some sort of pre-formulated template that saves them time? Or do they all just have to kind of look at your stuff and manually kind of do it themselves? Like, what's the level of it that
2: they can actually apply? It used to be like that. And, and then PTD came out with a, with a very easy way of taking what you've built and being able to allow people to just copy it into their account and then they can take the framework, all the automations, the processes and then edit it, right? It used to be a very, very painful process for anyone that I was working with beforehand when they wanted to replicate the system that, I, that I've built, right, they had to go and rebuild everything. And it was like a two to three month process for those who aren't very technical savvy. Now it's just like, you click a button, Copy it, and it's done. Right. And you just go in there and <laughs> put, <laughs> edit it, and put yourself in it.
1: It's uh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's so much easier now. The the new, I say it's new. It's been around for maybe about a year, I think, maybe a bit more now. But for a long time, it wasn't there. And I mean, like with the work we used to do, most of the stuff we made was custom from scratch anyway for people. But there's obviously there's certain things that's always pretty much the same, no matter what. Yeah. What coach you are, or you might have just a slight tweak version of it. And like I used to, there it used to take so long to build things out and create things because, especially, it was the same thing. I can imagine it gets quite disheartening doing it over and over and over <laughs> again for people. <laughs> Not the other receptionist, about clients, but literally just the same thing over and over again. And then, yeah, the new community thing when it was ready, it was obviously it was so nice. It was it was like so much work taken off our plate for it all. And especially in your case, where you've got you know all these groups, this content, this this amazing content you've got already inside your PT account. You know, you can add basically like a, a friend. We just call them friends inside IPT, Then you can share access, and you can decide what you want to share with them. They can copy it into their account, and everything can be pre-made inside there, all scheduled out for them. So it will fire off app notifications for them. Emails can be pre-done, pre-sequenced out. All the content can be in there. Like it's just, its so much easier, so much quicker. Yeah.
0: That's great from a from a like a time-saving perspective, but I think also from a creativity because there are a lot of people who really get themselves. Paralyzed by the fear of not having a great program and not being worth what they're charging in the market. And so I, I think particularly with that particular you know, with that topic, there's a lot of people that sort of they get themselves so caught up in like having it right and is it good enough? And and so if they can just copy a model that say someone like Iggy has who has such incredible fulfillment data, right? He's not saying it's good, the results, the resigns all that stuff shows that it's excellent. It just gives people that confidence, you know, like yeah. even if I walk into like a local sandwich shop and they're like, you can make your own sandwich. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't trust myself. Give me some of the <laughs> options. Like I'll just choose something that people have already decided is good. You know, yeah, exactly, it's the same yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. You don't go to Subway, make your own. I'll go to Subway and pick off the board. because I know it's going to taste good. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm play it That's safe. You've got to play it safe on it all. I think it's spot on there. Though. I think it's interesting when they said about fulfilled them. Um, The programs and having the confidence to go and deliver services. I mean, I I see it in because I'm involved quite a few different groups, a different, not mentorship programs, but involved mentorship groups. And sometimes you see where they'll go out there and they'll say, I've got all, I've got these leads, I've got these sales in, and they absolutely shit themselves because they have no idea what they're going to do next, how they're going to deliver on these higher priced, higher ticket programs they've just gone to sell. And it it can almost have the fear just overcomes them. And I think if we're talking earlier on about like, Different things we see at the different levels of, of business. And the programs we tend to see that go from what, you know, high price programs or high ticket, if we'll call it high ticket programs, the level of simplicity inside those programs is is huge. Like everyone always thinks we tend to over deliver. Like I think what we see a lot when somebody sells these high ticket programs and they don't really know what they're doing, they want to give them so much information so quickly. Their onboarding is all over the place. They're just giving them like 101 documents to go and watch and do. And it's just, I think it looks like a mess to them and it normally just scares people and the results aren't that good. And what we tend to see, um, and I haven't seen IGIS program for a long, long time, uh, but I can imagine it's quite simple. A lot of simple steps in there. Everything's progressive inside it. I am not be a complete guess there, but I'm guessing that's what it is because that's what we're seen as the most success. Like if you can simplify the process and have literally an on-point onboarding process as well, and if you get your onboarding sorted, you get your um, the way you're going to communicate with your clients. So it's nice and clean cuts. So they know exactly what to expect. And then you get your deliverables really simple and methodical. So it's just like, this is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing now. And it just progresses and moves them step by step towards their goal. You can have a really simple system that's duplicatable as well, because you can just tweak that slightly to suit any kind of niche you want to work with, really. And you'll get great results and you'll get great retention on your clients as well. That's what we've seen anyway. I don't know if it's like that. I'm just guessing. <laughs> that's what it structured like <laughs> i had myself
2: I had myself muted <laughs> there but it's kind of funny you know where a lot of people when they're starting out they have like a, a pretty big misconception where they think the more that they include in their program the more valuable it is right Whereas, like because they're still thinking in the in the mindset of trading hours for dollars right where it's like when you get into the mindset of trading dollars for results, right now it's like, okay, if the focus is delivering one singular result, think of it like a funnel, right? You want to make the options as limited as possible so that it's a straight line from start to finish, right? All the marketing that we try to do, we try to make it a simple straight line from start to finish where they see the ad, they click it, it goes through this process and it's just a very, very straight line. And we know the ultimate end goal of what this funnel needs to be. And that's the same mindset that your program needs to have where it's like there's this one result that's being produced, and we need to make it as simple as possible so that it's like really a straight line from point A to point B, where the end result of it is them getting great results. And I think those who are doing really, really well understand that less in a in a lot of cases is more. Yeah. Right. My favorite thing is
1: <laughs> less options, that's minimal viable dose. What I always say: you want yeah. the absolute <laughs> minimum viable dose on everything, and then if you if you apply that across everything you do right away from your lead gen to your sales to, to your marketing to your deliverables to, to everything, then you, you'll have a good you'll have a relatively successful business that will keep growing as well. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. the
0: simplicity is 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 key. I mean, it really is like it's not necessarily about giving people the most complex you know scientifically immaculate program because if that was the case the books that would always fly off the shelves when it comes to dieting would be like actual textbooks, right? And it would be like something that could basically give you a degree. But it's always those ones that kind of simplify things. I guess they make it very, very easy for the user. Like say, for example, like some really common ones would be like those Michael Mosley books, like 5-2 or something. It's such a simplistic system. Now, whether people agree with the system, who cares? They know very quickly why they're doing it. And, and what they need to do. And you eliminate the noise and people just really focus in. So that's why those kind of programs are always the best because people know
1: exactly what success looks like. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I think one of the things we always try and say to people, we have this kind of approach to everything we put into any program we try and put together for people. And if it doesn't fall within these kind of guidelines... We'll always go back and ask, "Is this something you really want to do?" And the first thing we look at is like, "Is it is it simple enough? Like, if can you simplify that process anymore?" Once you've done that, we look to make sure, "Is it measurable?" So, like, can you can you actually measure that particular thing that you're asking them to do? And what I mean, measure, is it one? Is it something that the the client can measure against, as in something they know they've actually done it, something to take action on? But also, can you as a coach measure against it? Which is actually really important um which i could talk about in a second and what you can do with ptd to actually measure against us because that will actually help you improve your your program the next thing we look at from there is can you find a way to hold them like accountable to it so is there some way they can check in on it is there some something they've got to action and do because otherwise otherwise what you're doing really is just giving them information with nothing to do with it and i think if you can if everything you put in a program for a client that information needs to be actionable because if it's not actionable, it's not going to move from closer to where the results are. And that, that's all it comes down to. Otherwise you have to question why it's there in the first place. If it's not, yes. if there's nothing they can do from that. And the amount of people I see just give them all those information without actually having something to action with it, to me, kind of seeing the pointless and it just, it basically puts this whole kind of, and it's just, it's just lots of information, lots of kind of, it's like a messy room I when you want to try and find one thing in the middle it's difficult when you've got lots of stuff there. So just focus on one simple thing, make sure it's something in can action against it. And then making sure whatever it is their action is actually moving them towards their goal. Because sometimes you might have different things to put inside that program that's not really relevant to that particular client. It's not going to help them get towards the goal that they actually want to. And I think they're the key things. We need to make sure every piece of information you put inside a program is there. Um, and that kind of measurable thing was, I've mentioned there before, I do think it's important to actually track measurements. And there's one thing we're, we're actually doing inside PTD a like lot, especially now with the recent update. So you know how you can, now you can, you have groups inside PTD, all sorts of different core cool things. But one of the things they can do is they can track data of a group of clients or a particular group of clients. And you can monitor things like check-ins on workouts they do, on habits that they're working on, on anything like videos they've watched, all that, all that kind of thing, things that they checked in to actually do, results they've been tracking. And the advantage now with this measurable thing I was talking about is if you look at that over, say, a group of a group of people, and if you know those particular clients you're working with, the it is niche down. You know they are a particular type of client, which ideally They should be. You can start looking at. You'll notice patterns where, like, the, you know, people might not be checking in on a Saturday for whatever reason. So, eighty percent of these clients in this group might not be checking in on a Saturday, or they might all be missing this particular. Workout, or well, they might be. So they completing this workout on the Monday that you schedule for them. It might be on a Wednesday instead, and because you've made it measurable, or find a way to make it measurable, you can then look at that data and actually then start tweaking that program. So instead of actually them missing the check-in and you having to chase them up all the time, you can say, actually, I know that eighty percent of the clients I work with aren't going to work at the weekends because maybe I work with like professional fathers and they want to spend time with the kids on the weekend. They really don't give two shits about filling this form in. So I'm going to put it on a different day for them where they're more likely to yeah. check in. You can make those adjustments and then That's less right. work for you. Yeah. And so on. Um, oh, no. yeah, yeah data important. basically, but track data, people track data in leads They track data in sales, they track data in the business. Not many people for some reason don't track data on their actual deliverables and their programs, which I yeah, think is kind of funny a
2: because, when I was like studying some of like the really big businesses, you know, even like Apple, for example, like they know they track a ton of different data when it comes to the actual product that's being delivered. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all about like when you start when you get to a point, certain point in, in, in a business, it's really like getting having that explosive growth is going to be all about product optimization. Right. At some point, you got to make sure you're optimizing the product, optimizing what you're delivering so that now you create different revenue streams just out of just having a great product, you know, referrals, resigns, social proof, recommendations, partnerships and, and things like that. And then affiliate marketing, you know, all those different things, like when you start to really optimize the product and make it really good. Now it becomes a point where instead of you having to push it on the front end so much, it starts really promoting
1: itself. Yeah. 100 percent It allows you to focus on other stuff inside inside your business. It allows for more growth. So the last thing you really want to be doing if you know, if you're doing if you want to get to that kind of 50, 60, 700,0 a month, you don't want to be sat there tweaking stuff completely inside your product. You want to have something pretty nailed down, just like you kind of want your sales systems nailed down because you want to be able to have a team to look after that, just like you want to be able to have a team to look after your, your product. And you can't really do that until you have those things nailed in. Like, a, you, again, you see a lot of, say, like coaching programs where they'll work on the sales and building a sales team, having those systems in place to make it so you can duplicate that process over again and someone else can do it. Same thing with your product. You want to make sure it's in a position where it can kind of become so refined that you can then focus on other things. Like you're saying there, Ricky, like, what other things can you do with that? like affiliate systems, like referral systems, and start building on that from there. And then you can focus on other parts in your business and actually spend time directing the business in the in the right direction, become more of a visionary, more than worrying the nitty-gritty things. And that doesn't really come until you've nailed in those sales systems, the lead gen systems, and your products deliverables, basically, and your fulfillment systems. Once you've got them nailed, it just makes it so much easier to scale and really grow the business. Yeah.
0: But guys, I'm going to throw out a bit of a time check there because I know we don't yeah. have too long left, but Aaron's actually left a really interesting, a fun fact, as he's put it. Netflix comedy specials now have their best jokes first to make sure people watch. This was measured with data and now comedians do it all around. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a crazy fact, but it's really funny because when it comes to data, I mean, honestly, data is so powerful. I mean, we're all people that benefit massively in our own sort of businesses from data collection because going by your gut is just not good enough. You know, you sometimes think something's happening and it's completely happening the other way around. So the more you collect, the more you actually analyze that and act on it, the better, you know, you're gonna be in terms of your, your business, your time, your freedom, and 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 money.
2: And it's funny thing, like even uh an interesting example was uh for me personally. When I started to track, what are the things, and started asking clients, what are the things that they were the most blown away by when it came to uh, my program? You know, I, I used to put a ton of time into like the workouts, a ton of time into, you know, the content videos and things like that. And the thing that they were most blown away by was the fact that they were getting a daily quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> you know, like that's this is you know, the most like over the moon moon about they're like oh my gosh i always open it up to look forward to this new quote that's going to be coming in it's like all right well it took me like two seconds to do
0: who would have thought yeah who would have thought. Like
1: that? that's so true about while well, that's important though isn't it you do it in other business you know when you go and like if you're selling the product like those different products in the market somewhere you'd focus on what gets the best what sells the most. don't And it's exactly the same thing. You look at the data and you focus on what has the best impact on your clients. And if those two second quotes that you put together is having the biggest impact on it, why well, should you then have to go and spend all that time and energy on building out these really cool, technically correct workouts that exactly actually will like make no difference to the end result of the client. <laughs> I
2: stopped wasting time building out all these like personalized workouts. I even not stopped wasting time creating like personalized nutrition plans and all these things because the clients are saying, you know, I just love getting the daily like reminders, the affirmations, the quotes, and then they love just having one one thing to focus on nutritionally every week. And that was getting them the best results. And that was helping them feel like they were getting the most value from, from the program, right? And being able to have data like that that you can track allows you as the owner to be able to focus on the most important things like your highest leverage tasks, Right now, I can think, oh, I'm gonna be building this thing out and it's gonna like people, are, it's gonna land really well. And then all of a sudden, and the thing I spend no time on, people are just like raving it about and sending referrals because of that and showing their friends like wow, check this quote out. And they're sending it, sending it to their friends, like, where'd you get that from? Oh, my trainer uh has it in the app now. All of a sudden you're, <laughs> you're getting all these referrals because of these. Stupid quotes that you added in. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I'll just shut these quotes, and that'll be a good idea. <laughs> it yeah, it's just so funny, it. but that's why you need to be able to track it because if you don't track it, you won't you won't know.
0: It is a cool thing about the data, though, because any, any of these things that you've tried that have or haven't worked again, I mean, people do get to benefit from that with the templates. So, you know, that it is just a way of people taking advantage of, of things that have already been tried and tested. Now, Ash, because we're out of time, I wanted to just finish by asking, well, first of all, thanks for coming on. It's been it's been I'm fun sorry. watching you guys particularly geek out on all the system <laughs> stuff. And we definitely get you back on another time to kind of talk maybe about sort of, some of the, the the real like i mean it could be like a list episode where we talk about the five you know major benefits that people get from software cuz mm-hmm. people like me they don't necessarily know exactly what they're missing out on until you know it gets explained to them but where's the best place that anyone who's been listening who is thinking shit you know i'm wasting time here i'm not doing it right where do they go and actually find out more about the software ptd and look at
1: what what is involved in it uh, the best thing if you want to find out what's involved with it just you can get a free trial and actually go check it out have a play around with it you mm-hmm. can do that over at PTD and uh, to go to mm-hmm. ptdstinction.com and check that out once you're inside there as well there's loads of free resources to try and help you out uh, and things like okay. that in yeah. there if you just want to see what it's like you can head over to ptdninja.com which is the training stuff that we do for it and inside there there's free masterclasses where anyone can sign up and whether you're a PTD member or not and just come have a chat with me on there and I'll just take you through how it all works we only have about 25 one at a time. So it's a bit like this. We just chat and do whatever on it. Work our way through those on there. And there's also ways for you to actually sign up and actually look to see what one looks like. So now on that site, I put on a thing where anyone can go inside and actually join into my PTD account, if you like. And it just delivers a random program so they can just kind of see an idea of how it can be delivered. That's great. Online. That gets, that so gets asked to me teaching. all the
0: time. What does it actually look like to the user? What does it look like to me as the business owner? So that mm-hmm. kind of stuff sounds like it's invaluable. Well... Thanks. uh, Yeah. Thanks for coming on again. Thanks for everybody who has uh, been watching or listening today, whether you're watching live or on the replay and I will see you on the next episode.